You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. morning Chicago welcome to fully alive the August 3rd 2022 episode of fully of life the fully alive is the radio program of the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity at the Archdiocese of Chicago I'm Dawn Fitzpatrick from Respect Life Ministries and my usual co-host Ray Pingoy is not with me today so this morning you'll just be led by me And I have a couple of guests coming along. So today we're going to talk about some of the uh, updates happening at the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity. I'm going to introduce you to a couple of my coworkers, and uh, we're going to talk about some of the things going on and what brought them to the Archdiocese. So why don't we go ahead and get started with our first guest. Um, Our first guest is the Formation and Collaboration Coordinator, I'm sorry, Coordinator for Pastoral Migratoria. So uh, welcome, Mauro Pineda. How are you today? Uh, thank you, Don. I'm doing uh, great. Okay. Uh, I'm looking forward to having this conversation today. Yeah, it's, yes, it's very exciting to have you on. I think we've tried a number of times to get you to join us. So, um, so it's really great that you were able to come on today. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what brought you to the Archdiocese? You've been with us quite a few years now. Uh, yes, I've been uh, here for three years, actually, in August 15th. I still remember the day I started. <laughs> um, it's going to be three years. In tw- um, 2019, is that when you yeah. came? Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, yes, I have been here uh, three years, uh, and it's been a, a great experience, and I look forward to uh, you know being being here for, for some while still, uh, kind of willing. Okay, so, so what brought you to the Archdiocese in 2019? Um, I, I wanted, to, there was a, the position open for a pastoral migratoria, which is immigration ministry. And I myself, when I was a child, I was brought here, uh, by my parents and I, I lived as, you know, we are referred to as undocumented. 
uh, for about 10 years. Okay. Um, and then I was able to become a, a resident when um, uh, Ronald Reagan passed the, the amnesty law back in 1986. Um, and after becoming a resident, uh, several, uh, several years later, I became a citizen of the United States. But the experience itself um, left some, you know, some harsh memories. Uh, and so I want to, you know, be here doing immigration ministry, hoping to make life um, uh, easier or better for, you know, for people who may be going through similar situations. Okay. So, so it's always interesting when you see where your life came from, where it's going. And I think whenever you're dealing with a difficult situation, you always say, why, why do I have to go through this? But then you'd look back on it and say, okay, so God was able to give me some really good that came out of those difficult times. Um, so you had that experience and now you're able to kind of accompany people in the similar situation, which is my understanding exactly what we do in our immigration ministry is accompany people. So why don't you speak to that a little bit? Uh, yes, absolutely. I, I think the um, accompany is is the key word to the work that we do. Um, some people may be going through situations where we cannot help help them. You know, uh, we are you know pretty sincere about that. Uh, <clears throat> and there are situations where we can help people. Um, you know, so so we've been working with people who may have been deported at some point, uh, and we've also been working with people who were able to, uh, you know, fix their legal status to become residents and eventually citizens as well. Um, but but the key thing is that we're with them, uh, regardless of the, uh, the the situation, whether they are ultimately deported, because you know, the the case was not you know, the best of uh, scenarios, mm-hmm. or if they became residents and eventually citizens, we were with them along the way. And, and, and I think that's the, um, that's the ministry that the uh, Archdiocese provides for, for people. Mm-hmm. So, so what are the, some of the things you do to be with them, as you're saying, or to accompany them? Um, if we talk strictly about immigration, so people may need, let's say, for example, an, an attorney. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we connect them with nonprofit attorneys who may be able to help them, you know, to become legal residents. If you, yeah. Uh, the other thing is people may be looking for asylum, and so they, you know, they contact us here, and then we uh, again connect them, you know, through our own legal department or through uh, other nonprofits uh, that we work closely with. Um, you know, to help them along with with the process. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the paperwork, accompanying them at the at the court hearings and and so forth. So, on a legal um, from a legal perspective, we do that. You know, quite a bit. But it, it's not all all legal. Uh, there's also you know labor rights, for example, right? Somebody's undocumented. You have a um, a company who may be trying to take advantage of them because they are unable to defend themselves. So we connect them with people who, who defend, um, you know, people whose wages have not been, who, whose wages have been stolen, basically. Okay. Uh, and, and so we help them. Also, especially during the pandemic, we saw it uh, quite a bit. Um, there was a lot of need for mental health. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have people who are already suffering from depression or what have you because, you know, they left their country. They come to the United States. They are here undocumented. They may be here 
and they don't speak the language. And so all of this adds to a certain, you know, depression in their lives. Mm -hmm. And so mental health becomes critical. So we connect them, you know, mo mostly through Catholic charities, you know, but there's other agencies as well that provide counseling and um, psychological help. Um, and, and so we connect people with, with them in, in those cases. Okay. And I, I, it's my understanding that you also do a lot of, of spiritual accompaniment with, with some of um, some immigrants. Is that true? Oh, absolutely. Uh, we have uh, forums you know, um, you know, throughout the year, and it's always, you know, we begin with prayer and end with prayer. Uh, we also have a, um, you know, during Lent, we have a rosary. So we pray it every, um, every week during, every Wednesday during Lent. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people from all walks of life, you know, uh, uh, join us for the rosary. Uh, we had to do it the, uh, via Zoom during, you know, the pandemic. Um, you know, but, but the rosary is, is key to helping people bring that spiritual um you know, uh, they, they want to feel closer to God. And sometimes when they feel abandoned, you know, God is the only, you know, consolation they may have. So that's where we are, you know, we are with them. We also do, as, as you're mentioning, you showed the uh, the picture of, <clears throat> of the posada. posada. Uh, we do a posada every year uh, in December. And again, we started off with a rosary. And then uh, a posada is a Mexican tradition, uh, which is done... Uh, the nine days before Christmas. Um, and what we do is, we do just one, but we do it in downtown Chicago. Mm -hmm. And and so we go from one place to another with this, you know, Mary and Joseph asking for um, for shelter. And they get denied, they get denied. And at, at the very end, the door is open for them. So, so we begin at the... Um, uh, the offices of Homeland Security here in, in downtown Chicago. Mm -hmm. And then we end up at uh, St. Patrick's um, Church, uh, where is, you know, the, door, the doors are finally open, you know, to Mary and Joseph uh, as they are seeking shelter. Uh, but everything is always um, faith-based. Uh, prayer is involved in everything that, that we do. Right, right. And, and also there's representatives at each of the parishes, correct, that... Uh, that kind of connect to the Office of uh, Pastoral Migratoria and help to connect people to uh, friendly friendly others. Is that it, can you talk a little bit about those coordinators in the parishes? Uh, yes, and the parishes that we, that we work with, uh, what we do is we provide formation, mm -hmm. um, and then the people who participate in the formation, they in in turn uh, do the work in their parishes. So they'll always have our support and they'll call us and say, you know, we need this or that. Uh, and and we, we help them, but they, they end up doing the work themselves, um, you know, providing the services that I just mentioned. And, you know, well, one example that we have is Our Lady of Mercy Parish in the North side. Mm -hmm. um, and, and Father Nicholas has been extremely supportive as well. Um, the Pastora Migratoria in that parish organized, you know, just this weekend, uh, you know, services to help people get uh, what's called the city key, right? And that's for people who are undocumented and they, they need a uh, an identification of some sort uh, so that they can, you know, maybe open 
I don't know, a, a bank account. It, it's not a social security uh, number, mm-hmm. but it does help them with, with other uh, services that, that they might need. And 182 people were able to get their their ID in, through the city of Chicago uh, so that they can use it for different <clears throat> uh, other things in their in their daily life. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's, and, and yes, I was just going to say, it sounds like our, you know, it's, it's our job as Catholics to welcome the stranger, to feed the hungry, to give shelter to the homeless. And, and the things that you're talking about are, are simple, basic needs, you know, along with, of course, friends and people to love them and um, let them know that they're they have they have the dignity that all of our brothers and sisters have. So, is, uh, that's basically what you all do in your ministry, correct? It it is it is, and I can you know probably tell you countless stories of people uh, that have come to us because the way we approach the ministry, we um, we gain people's trust, right? Because we all need to trust somebody in our in right. our lives. Right. Um, and most people who are undocumented, they don't want to share, you know, that they are undocumented for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way the archdiocese, the way the church, you know, does things, we we get their their trust, and they end up sharing their stories with us. They're like, you know, I've been undocumented for this long, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, and, and we hear the stories, people crying, and we listen to them, and we walk with them, and. Uh, and and work with them, um, and 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 yes, that is that that is one of the uh, the biggest things. It's just you know, let people know that we are with them. Right. You know. Uh, you know. Christ. Uh, you know. Mary and Joseph had to flee with Jesus. Um. You know, and, and so we we know that we know the story. You know. You know. People migrating. Uh. And you know, we know the story of Moses coming out of out of Egypt and. Everything has that, that we do has its its roots in our Catholic faith and our Catholic teachings. Um, Absolutely. So that's how we approach it. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. So um, I think it's just about time for us to take a break. So we're going to take a break, and when we come back, Mara, I want to talk to you, uh, to you about some of the big events that you've had you've had and you have coming up, and things that people can get involved in. Okay. Okay. So yes. See, see you on the yeah. other side. Catholic Charities Refugee Resettlement Program has been especially busy this year, assisting individuals and families who have fled dangerous situations in their homeland, including Afghanistan and the Ukraine. The Refugee Resettlement Team helps with everything they need to start to rebuild their lives in a new country, including housing, employment, clothing, food, English classes, and referrals for legal and immigration services. The refugees are tremendously grateful for the compassion and practical help they're receiving, and they're giving back and helping each other plan for a brighter, safer future. Volunteer opportunities are currently available for those who would like to be family mentors and tutors so children and adults can practice English. To learn more about these rewarding opportunities, call 312 
312-655-7096. That's 312-655-7096. People always say, how can you spend your day with three-year-olds? Seeing the changes that they go through and just the journey and how they grow. This is a very rewarding job. Even though at the end of the day, we're not the highest paid people on earth. And when I have a parent contact me and say, my child loves school, that to me, I'm setting that foundation for their love of learning. Because really you are changing lives. You are molding lives. Shape the next generation of leaders. Teach. Apply today at artchicago.org slash school jobs. Catholic Charities offers a wide variety of volunteer opportunities to those who want to share their time and help us serve people in need. Whether it's stocking the shelves of our food pantries, helping refugees learn the English language, tutoring school-aged children, becoming a mentor to young adults, sorting clothes in our clothing rooms, serving hot meals to those who are facing homelessness, or delivering meals and making cards to lift the spirits of our homebound seniors, we are deeply grateful to all those who want to join in our mission of mercy. Volunteer opportunities are updated weekly for people of all ages at ccofchicagovolunteer.com or just call us at 312-655-7053. That's 312-655-7053. Thank you for helping us follow Jesus' call to serve our neighbors in need. Thanks for being with us on Fully Alive, the radio show and podcast of the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity at the Archdiocese of Chicago. I am your host, Dawn Fitzpatrick, and we are talking with Mar Maro Pineda, who is a uh, coordinator for Pastoral Migratoria in the Immigration Ministries portion of the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity. Boy, that's a lot to explain, isn't it, Maro? <laughs> but, but it's it's who we are. It's what we do. Um, so we are co-workers. Um, we just have different ministries, but under the same umbrella, because um, we're talking about life here, which is um, sacred from conception and natural death. And we take care of people every stage in between. And we have a special ministry just for immigrants in the Chicago area, and that is our pastoral migratoria. So, um, so Mara's telling us a little bit about what we do in our parishes and in the archdiocese to accompany people who are undocumented or have come to our country and need a friend or need to know their way or need to navigate the legal system or the labor system or whatever, because it's completely different when they come here, right? Um and it's really our job as Catholics to to make people feel welcome and comfortable and give them basic human needs and give them the dignity they deserve. So that's that's what we do out of this office. Um, all right. So you were talking a little bit about some of the things you do. You mentioned the Posada that we had last year. And it looks like we have another one coming up December 16th of 2022. And people can just join us for that, right? 
Yes, it is. It's open to the um, to the public. Uh, anybody who wants to join us again, we do it in downtown. It's, it's outside, mm -hmm. um, and uh, <clears throat> we we walk through the streets uh, of Chicago, beginning again at the offices of Homeland Security. Uh, then we go to the, the the prison, and we also go through to DePaul University, and then Federal Plaza. And, and then we finish at uh, St. Patrick's um, Church. Um, right. And Dickborn and Madison. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it seems to me I've been to that a few times. It's it's picked up. I mean, we have more and more people coming each year, and um, it's really kind of a popular activity. So it's nice that, that you all do that. Right, yes. And, and it's, it's a necessary um, event, I believe. We do it, I think we're the only ones who do it in English. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, Parishes do it throughout the city, and it's always in Spanish. Um, you know, but we do it in English because we want, you know, uh, the, the English-speaking community, you know, to understand um, the the pains and the, the the suffering that people go through, you know, being being undocumented. Sure. Um, and, and so, uh, so so that that is the uh, that is what one of the the events then. Um, that, that we do, and of course we tie it to our our Catholic faith because the posadas in in Mexico are all tied to the Catholic churches in uh, in the towns where the posadas are being uh, celebrated. Mm -hmm. um, so, and then just one one uh, a brief explanation for those who don't know what the posada is. That's where we bring out the piñatas, and the piñata is filled with you know with candy. We don't have one at this at this one, unfortunately, <laughs> just because we're doing it outside. And it's, sometimes um, it's cold and, and wet it, and snowy. It's, it's kind of cold, right? <laughs> uh, but that's usually where the piñatas come out, and uh, uh, and you know at, at the end of the posada, the piñata's broken, the candy comes out, and the kids, you know, they all come to uh, you know you know to get their, their candy uh, mm -hmm. and stuff. Well, it's nice to be able to carry on traditions that have become so special to people. So, you know, that's that's another reason why that's such a wonderful event. So, so other things you do, you just finished up the National Institute of Pastoral Migratoria, and that's a, a national event. So what, why don't you tell us a little bit about what that was all about and the fact that you all have expanded this ministry all around the country. Right. The, um, the event itself, um, we bring the, the leaders from different parishes throughout the city, mm -hmm. uh, and, and we come and first of all, we get to, to know each other because you may have a parish in Waukegan and another parish in Chicago Heights, so mm -hmm. it's it's unlikely that people will will connect. But at the instituto, uh, you know, they were all there, mm -hmm. and, and so people are able from different parishes to connect. Um, but we also brought in a, a keynote speaker from um, Mexico City, and he works with refugees and asylum seekers in Mexico. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's important because immigration is, is a global situation. It's not just here in the United States. Uh, I, I think we're looking at it here from a very you know different perspective, but but it, it's a it, it's not unique. The United States. So people are coming from all over the world to different parts of the world. And so Father uh, Conrado Cepeda came from Mexico City to, uh, you know, to deliver his uh, his keynote and 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 share his his perspectives on, on global uh, immigration. Um, 
and so yeah, we do that. We do that every year, um, and it's also important because other dioceses are joining us for this for this event. Right. Um, so, so right now we have I, I don't have the exact number, but it's over twelve different dioceses around the country, and and they are using the the model that we have here in Chicago to mm -hmm. begin pastoral migratoria in their diocese. That's great. Uh, so, you know, we go from New York to, to Baltimore, all the way to Stockton, California, and, and also in, in, in Missouri. Uh, so, so we have per, uh, dioceses who are using the model that we have, and they also come to, um, you know, to this event, you know, from, from their diocese. This year, of course, we're doing it uh, as well virtually because just because we're still right you know coming out of the pandemic or still you know in a you know however we want to you know, look at it but it's, it's still a reality so maybe next year we'll be able to do it you know fully in, in person but this year we we do have some people who are coming in from the diocese and in person and others will be joining us uh, via via zoom okay and that was an event that just happened so hopefully next year it'll be fully in person i know that um, a lot of events are hybrid right now because some people are still uncomfortable with gathering um not to mention it's just pretty convenient now that we can zoom into things like you and i are doing right here right so um right. it makes it makes it really nice the technology is really uh, developed to make things possible for everybody so that's great so also in September, you're having a migration mass on September 25th, and that will be at Holy Name Cathedral. Is that correct? Uh, yes. The, the migration mass, um, uh, we used to have it in January, mm -hmm. uh, but we we're changing it to September so that it coincides with, uh, you know, Pope Francis um, migration week as, as well. Great. Um, and so we're going to have it on September 25th. Oh, September 25th. Uh, at, at the cathedral. And the Mass will be celebrated by um, by Bishop uh, Robert Casey uh, this year. So we're really looking forward to that. And right now we're in the process of, of putting it together. Um, okay, great. And then just the fact that you have formation in the spring also. What's going? What kind of formation do you have going on in the spring? Um, the formation and uh, <clears throat> and I thought I apologize when I mentioned the uh, institute. I was thinking about you know, 2023 already. That's fine. Uh, so the same thing with the the formation. It, we are going to have it in the spring, um, and what we do is that's where we train the the leaders from the the parishes. Okay. Uh, so we bring uh, you know new leaders, you know, from parishes throughout the diocese. Uh, and we, we go to the formation, uh, you know, a prayer, people get to know each other again. We bring in presenters. Sometimes, you know, it might be somebody from the, the Mexican consulate, or it might be somebody from, you know, Catholic charities, um, or, or like I mentioned, you know, somebody who talks about labor rights, you know, and, and just connect people with the different, um, agencies and organizations that are out there. Mm -hmm. So that people can then have, you know, collaborators when they go back to their parish and, and bring them. Right. Um, so and and of course we we go through the whole, you know, uh, Catholic social teaching, you know, the, the history, um, uh, you know, of, <clears throat> all, all Catholic social teaching as well as the the, the history of pastoral migratoria and, and how we found you know, at this point. Mm -hmm. So a lot of parishes already have 
a, a, a pastoral migratoria group, a ministry group, and some of them don't. So what are ways that people could find out how to start this ministry or how to get involved in an existing one? What are some ways they could do that? Well, they could, uh, they, they could get in touch with me here at the Archdiocese of Pastora Migratoria. Um, and how could they reach you? Yeah. So, so my e- email would be the best. So that would be mpineda at archchicago.org. Okay. That, that would be the best way to, um, you know, to contact me. Um, also, they can reach me via phone at 773-678-3224. Uh, and I'd be more than happy to, you know, you know, to walk with them and see how we can begin a a ministry in, in their parish as well. And if if they weren't to go to your website, how could they find your website? Uh, there's two ways. The, the easiest way is to go to you know to Facebook. So just look um, Pastora Migratoria Archdiocese of Chicago, and okay. then. There, they could either message me through there or leave a, you know, a, a message uh, in one of the posts, and then I, w- I would be happy to get in touch with them. Or they can come to our diocese, uh, Archdiocese website, um, Archdiocese of Chicago, and under Immigration Ministry, you know, uh, it, it, it will lead you to, uh, you know, to Pastora Migratoria, and my contact information should be there. Okay. Uh, and any other colleagues who are listed there as well can be, can be reached. Great. So lots of opportunities for ministry, lots of opportunities to help people, to accompany people. Um, and of course, just to share Catholic social teaching as we're all called to do. So Mara, I'd like to thank you for joining me this morning. It's great to, to talk about the, the ministries that we share at the Archdiocese. And it's time for break. And I have another colleague joining us after the break. Thanks, Mara. are hiring. Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Chicago is looking for mission-driven individuals who want to help make a positive difference in the lives of people in need throughout Cook and Lake Counties. Be part of a diverse, talented team of professionals in the largest human services organization in the Midwest. We are dedicated to helping people chart a more stable, happier future for themselves, and we accompany anyone in need, regardless of faith, gender, race, or ethnicity. Competitive salaries and generous benefits add to the satisfaction you'll have every day knowing that you're helping us amplify our impact in Chicago. To see our list of employment opportunities, visit catholiccharities.net.
I can't imagine myself going into any other school. Our school fosters growth by being a backbone to our family. My kids are incredibly well-rounded. I see a lot of kindness in them on a daily basis. One of the things I think Catholic schools do well is personalize the learning experience. You can hear joy in the classrooms. I feel that like I'm happy that I am in this kind of school. Our school communities provide students with academic excellence and character education in a supportive and stable learning environment. Come see for yourself. Visit artchicago.org slash findaschool. The Cemetery Ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Thanks for being with us on the August edition of Fully Alive, the radio program and podcast of the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity at the Archdiocese of Chicago. I am your host this morning, Dawn Fitzpatrick, and I am from the Respect Life Ministries portion of the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity. And now, we well, we just got finished talking to Maro, who um, works in Pastoral Migratoria, also in the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity. And now, I'd like to bring another colleague aboard. <laughs> she is new to our office. Her name is Danielle Baudette, and she is the Senior Coordinator for CRS and CCHD. Welcome, Danny. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's so good to be here. Oh, it's great to have you. It's so exciting to, to see you, to have you in our office. You've been a long-anticipated employee, somebody we've been waiting for for a couple of years now, actually, and finally we found you. So yay! <laughs> so... Um, you know, it's a, a bit very important ministries that you're you're managing, both CRS, which is kind of a relationship with with the CRS team and everything that we do at the Arch to help them, um, and then CCHD, which is certainly providing grants and um, helping people with a hand up, right, so that they can start businesses and um, and really get themselves or help others out of poverty is is really what that CCHD is all about. So um, tell us a little bit, Danny, about where you came from and how you came to be at the Archdiocese of Chicago. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you again for having me here and being so welcoming around the office and as a part of this podcast. Um, so what did bring me here? Wow, a series of really, really fortunate events. Um, I graduated from the University of Minnesota in 2021. Uh, and it was there that I got to be involved with my College Newman Center, St. Lawrence, and just being involved with the Minneapolis community and getting to learn in school. I got my degree in English and global studies, so I really got to learn about 
you know, all the inequalities that exist in our world today and the systems that perpetuate them. And when I was involved at the Newman Center, I got to learn all those things from the faith perspective of what Catholic social teaching calls us to do, which is stand in solidarity with others and always be an advocate. Um, So after graduating from the University of Minnesota, I went on to get my master's at the University of Notre Dame in nonprofit administration. And it was really there that I got the business tools and skills to put into action all the things I had learned in my undergraduate career. So while I never thought I would be a graduate of business school, um, I'm really grateful for learning all those more technical skills that make a huge difference when it comes to um, helping others um, support their communities. And then upon graduation this past May, I found this position and it's a perfect fit and I'm so grateful. Well, it's amazing how important business skills are in in uh, church ministry. <laughs> I don't think people always think about that, and you know, especially if we're trying to manage a big area of ministry, it's um, business skills really come in handy. So I'm I'm sure you're already <laughs> seeing that as you're just onboarding and learning what your role is going to be and and uh, the ministry that you'll be managing. And but you're probably already seeing how much you're going to put those business skills to use. I would imagine. So. Absolutely. I mean, looking at uh, <laughs> looking at financial statements is not something I learned to do in undergrad, but <laughs> I'm very grateful that I took yeah. that year to to know what these numbers mean and why they matter. Because you're sure. right, it, business is a part of everyday life, no matter what sector you're in. Absolutely. And I, I also think it's so nice to be able to take those business skills, but expand them with our faith. You can't do that in the business world. So, or at least not, not a, you know, overtly, <laughs> where we're all we're all about ministry, we're all about faith, and uh, and of course you want to manage it well, but um, but really helping people to grow in their faith and to be accompanied in whatever their needs are. That's that's our goal, right? So that's what mm-hmm. that's what we do. Yeah. So um, so t- let's talk a little bit about what you've been working on so far. What what do you want to share? Yeah, absolutely. So I have been learning a lot. I would say that this past, um, I started about three weeks ago mm-hmm. and the theme has just been learning. Mm-hmm. Um, I am new to the Chicago area and I am new to um, being an employee of the church. Obviously I've been involved in the church for most of my life, sure. but um, yeah, this is entirely new for me. So thankfully the work that I'm doing is somewhat familiar in that you know, I've spent time studying these things and um, I had a lot of things in school that look like what I'm doing now. But right now, the main focus is on CCHD. And uh, someone said the other day that CCHD is the best untold story of the Catholic Church. And I'm only three weeks in, but I'm really learning that to be true. Mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of really building relationships, I would say. We're kind of in a, not in a lull, but in an interim time between um, our grant cycles. So I have that space to use that time to build relationships. So that looks like meeting with our grantees and learning not only what they do, but how it fits into the larger context of Chicago, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Being new to this area, there's so much to learn. There's so much history there is so much current um, current things going on, and it's 
been really informative to learn how the nonprofits that CCHB supports fit into that larger story of Chicago and even even the U.S. So sure. it's it's been really interesting. Well, my um, my knowledge of CCHD tells me that we start it actually started here in Chicago. Yes. Um, and now yeah. there's a national office um, that, you know, kind of helps to manage grants all over the country. But it all started here in Chicago. So we it's kind of a, a nice legacy that you're continuing then to make sure mm-hmm. that we can continue to serve the people that that serve people here in Chicago. Um, what are some yeah. what are some of the kind of the places that um, that benefit from CCHD grants? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, to go back to the history for a moment, I was actually preparing for a meeting to talk about CCHD and I was on our Wikipedia page, which I didn't know existed, but I learned that, yeah, it was started in the sixties in Chicago and it was actually created as a response to an encyclical that was written, I believe by, um, Pope Paul the sixth. Um, I don't remember the name of it, something in Latin, obviously. And, um, so that's just kind of a cool history learning that this was literally born out of a response to something that the Pope saw and that needed to be addressed. So it's very, it's very empowering to be a part of a ministry that is literally a response to that call. Um, In terms of who we're supporting, it's such a joy to be able to hype these organizations up. We're dealing with lots of nonprofits in um, Chicago that work with workers' rights, specifically domestic workers, I've gotten the chance to speak with a few of those organizations and learn about, you know, what's the problem? Like, there's probably so many problems, but hearing them kind of lay out what the situation is and then where their organization comes in to help has been really fascinating. There's also lots that um, speak to housing and housing rights. Um, I spoke with someone the other day who was working with um, equitable development on the southeast side. So we really span uh, quite a few different areas of the nonprofit sector, but I would say from what I've noticed, workers' rights and housing rights and development um, would be kind of the main things this year. Okay. So these are all small nonprofits um, from around the Chicago area, and, but, and we also manage grants that we can get in from the national office, right? I mean, that's part of, we help them to mm-hmm. determine what would be a, a worthy cause for those grants as well. Um, and where does, the, where does the money come from for these grants, Danny? I'm so glad you asked. It comes from all of our lovely parishioners around Chicago. So we have um, our annual appeal. It's a second collection that takes place the weekend before Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And that is how we fund all of these organizations by all the people who hear about our ministry or are in the pews on that Sunday. And let me tell you, it, it is, it is, incredible to see the generosity of people in Chicago. Um, we pre pandemic, we would have speakers that would go to these churches and, um, talk about what the grantees are doing. Um, sometimes it would be employees or people have benefited from the nonprofits that would go and speak. Other times it was those that serve on our allocations committee, but we really, as we promote our collection, we really want to give people an idea of where their money is going. Yes. Obviously that is a huge part of fundraising, right? You, 
every person who donates has, you know, they want to know where their money is going. And so we really try to make that information available. Um, so keep, keep an eye out for some of our promotion, promotional materials, um, starting in September. Okay. So is break time. So when we come back from the break, we'll talk some more about this and maybe you can tell us a little bit about your work in CRS as well. Great. See you all in a Thank minutes. you. an old bicycle that's not being used? Consider donating it to Catholic Charities Veterans Bike Project of Lake County. Skilled volunteers are refurbishing bicycles to make them safe and ready to be used by veterans to get to and from their new places of work. We also gratefully accept financial contributions that are used to purchase bike helmets and other safety accessories. Our veterans have faithfully served the United States and now it is our privilege to serve them. For more information on the Veterans Bike Project of Lake County, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. We are at the Most Blessed Trinity Parish Food Pantry in Waukegan. And here we uh, care for people in need. There was definitely an uptick in the needs for services. We doubled our volume after COVID hit. From servicing about 250 families a week to about 500 a week. We supplied bread, tortillas, vegetables, milk, cheese, butter, uh, proteins, fish, chicken, eggs. Well, the annual Catholic Appeal has been a tremendous help to us, especially over the past year and a half. Without the annual Catholic appeal, we might have to close our doors. Um, our parish is the largest one in the archdiocese, but it's very poor. We think about food and we think about nourishment, but we also nourish the soul, provide that connection to humanity. The good works here are made possible through the annual Catholic appeal. Make your gift at annualcatholicappeal.com. Catholic Charities has had the privilege of helping people in need in Cook and Lake County for more than 100 years. We would like to take this opportunity to thank our frontline workers who, despite the unprecedented challenges of the past two years, continue to excel at their jobs every day. From the warehouse staff members who pack boxes of nutritious foods for low-income seniors, to the dedicated WIC employees who have remained open for families with children under the age of five, to our volunteers and restaurant partners who ensure that meals are available for those experiencing hunger. To our service coordinators and our professional counselors who continue their vital work in innovative ways. To our food pantry staff and to all those who work at Catholic Charities Call Center, finding solutions for every person who reaches out to us for help. Charity is at the heart of all you do and we salute you.
You are listening or watching Fully Alive, the radio program and podcast of the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity at the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'm Dawn Fitzpatrick, and at the moment I'm talking with my coworker, Danielle Baudet. Hello, Danny. Thanks for being with Hello. us. Yes. So we were just talking about um, a little bit about your work in the CCHD, the Catholic Campaign for Human Development. Um, you were talking about the fact that... Um, all of the donations that we're able to give as grants come from people in the pews. And it's really a very important collection that happens in November um, where that's the money that goes out to these small nonprofits to help serve the poor, the needy, the impoverished in different ways around the Archdiocese of Chicago. Um, and also they sometimes there are national grants that come in to these groups as well that can either be a match or even a larger amount sometimes. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of our national grants still are in, they're still going to Chicago nonprofits. Mm -hmm. They're just eligible for more money. And um, yeah, they go through that national approval with the USCCB. Okay. So in addition to the work you're doing with the Catholic Campaign for Human Development, your role includes um, Catholic Relief Services as well, or what we call CRS. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're doing with that and uh, where you see that going um, as as you learn more, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I feel as though CRS is uh, pretty familiar to any of us who are familiar with international NGOs. So it's a it's an organization that I had been very familiar with, and I'm sure I'd done lots of school projects on <laughs> throughout oh, sure. my years. And um, but I've been able to dive in a lot more as one of their advocates on a local level. Mm -hmm. um, for those of us who remember, when you think CRS, you might think the rice bowl collection, which is that um, box that you received in, in Lent, Catholic right. school uh, during Lent. I know as soon as someone said that, it brought me back to a certain place. I was right. like, oh my goodness, that I do remember getting those. Um, so that's probably the most notable thing, but people don't always think about where that money goes, especially young kids who are just excited to put coins in a box. Um, right. But that actually money, that money gets sent to the CRS national office. And then we get um, some of that money to distribute um, locally to again, small nonprofits. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the CRS process is a, is sort of CCHD on a, on a slightly smaller scale because CRS does so much internationally. So that means that we do slightly less locally, but it still has a massive impact and is doing incredible work. Well, and I don't know how much work you've been doing with it yet, but we also, when, when national disasters happen, we usually have a big role mm -hmm. in, um, you know, kind of motivating the parishes to, um, to donate, to provide aid for a country who's seen a national disaster or um, who's having a particular difficult time in a certain area. So I know that C we've often had um, somebody from CRS on to talk about a, something they're working on all around the world. You know, um, there's, yeah. there's people in third world countries who will say that the reason they grew into um, a healthy adult is because of CRS and the way that they were 
able to be fed and educated and clothed. And if it weren't for CRS, they wouldn't have had that. And so that really comes from the work of, of our parishes, again, in providing donations for things like that. So, um, Yeah, their work is incredibly expansive. Um, it certainly affects the lives of individuals, but even on a macro level, I was speaking with some CRS staff, and they are certainly some of the first to respond to emergencies all over the world, right. sometimes getting there before some of the world's largest relief organizations. Right. Of course, CRS is included in that, but they they are very, very quick to go to those in need, whatever that need may be. Um, and so I really think of my role, as you said, kind of as a liaison between Archdiocese of Chicago and CRS and I'm sure that they have CRS representatives in Chicago, but I just you play an additional yet. role in that. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. we've had um, Beth Kenobi on this program a few times. She's uh, she's our local representative, and she is just a wonderful person. I'm sure you'll get to know her, and um, she can connect you with all the things they're doing globally, locally, um, and our efforts. You know, I think she she actually represents a region, so Chicago is just one area that that she partners with to do that wonderful work. I think one of the things that's become very apparent to me in working in our office is, you know, there's so much the church does, so much the church does for people in, in need in, in all situations. And and it's just in response to our calling as, you know, baptized Catholics that we are we are called to serve, we're called to take care of people, we are called to be our brother's keeper. Um, and mm-hmm. I think if you look at all of our ministries, and as, as I said, I'm talking to you now uh, Right in the previous segments, I was talking to Maru from our immigration group, and um, and really, what the work we do in our office is our job. It just is. I mean, as Catholic humans, <laughs> it's our job <laughs> to um, to take care of our our fellow human beings, and especially those that um, are in a particular need. Um, whether whether it's someone who's unborn and needs needs the right to life, or someone who is alive already or already born because of course they're they're alive from the moment of conception but somebody that we recognize um, on this earth who has a particular need it's our it's our job to make sure that they can live a, a decent life with dignity um so it's just great, great work it's yes it's incredible to see the role that catholic social teaching plays in our work i mean it mm-hmm. it's what makes the church come alive it is. And, and like it's it's such a clear way that the Holy Spirit comes into the work that we do. And um, the fact that I get to be an advocate uh, for our grantees, for those who benefit from the nonprofits that we serve, um, that's an incredible privilege. And I, I don't take that lightly in the slightest. Right. And it's it's a huge gift to be able to stand in solidarity with those um in our community, our the USCCB phrase for CCHD is working on the margins. And it's more than working on the margins, it's standing there with people who are there. It's, right. it's empowering them by giving them the resources that no one else has been giving them and knowing that they know best how to um, utilize those. So yes. CCHD is really a ministry about lending resources where they are not allocated otherwise Mm -hmm. and i think that is an incredibly responsible and generous way to stand in solidarity with others and it's a huge huge gift to be able to be a part of that 
That's great. That's great. Um, I, yes, definitely working in uh, the leadership roles here at the Archdiocese is, is a huge privilege. And in, in my own experience, it's very humbling to see all the people that we wor- work alongside with um, to make these ministries happen and just how much people give of themselves um, and how generous people are with their time, with their dollars, and with any gifts that they can offer. So um, it's it's nice to be able to introduce you, of course, to our audience here. And I'm sure that people, many people are going to be able to work alongside with you as we go forward. Um, and it's just so important that people know what we do as a church and what we can offer. I think we people have no idea. They think that all we, we do is go to Mass, which is a very important part of our lives. But there's so much that we do in, in the outreach area um, to just take care of people and help people to thrive and um, to know Jesus Christ. I mean, that's that that can't go without saying. We have to say that what we're doing is bringing Christ to others and uh, being Christ's hands and feet, as as He asked us to do. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's our job. Like I keep saying, um, absolutely. And I think I think it's incredible that. Um, that this exists. And I just hope that it can gain even more momentum because it's, I think about all the people that don't know that CCHD exists, myself included for so many years. Mm -hmm. And if it can gain momentum, that would just be incredible for the work that we do. And I think CCHD is really um, a haven for so many people Mm -hmm. in the church and outside of the church. And I hope that it eventually gets the recognition that it deserves, and I hope that more people know about it. Sure. So, Danny, how can people get in touch with you if they would like to have more information or get involved or do more with your ministries? How can they reach you? Absolutely. So I have my contact information on the ARCH website um, under the Parish Vitality and Mission um, portion of the website, and please email me. Please give me a call. It would be lovely to meet and just encounter anyone who's interested in the ministry. Okay. And if you do go to the archchicago.org website um, and you navigate to um, what, CRS or CCHD? Or, I think, yep, either CCHD or office, CRS in my contact should uh-huh, be there. Or Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity. You can eventually figure out where Danny is. <laughs> um, so I'd like to thank you for joining us today. And also thank you to Maro Pineda from Immigration, who was here as well earlier. And welcome to August, everyone. We will see you in September. God bless. Thank you. I was covered in sin and shame. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media. 